On this week's episode of Between Two Beers, we hear Megan Compain's remarkable journey from Basketball Hall of Famer to All Blacks commercial manager and all the best stories in between. And, and Michael Jordan was basically walking down the hallway getting held up by two of his, you know, people and he was done. And that was the game where he hit the winning buzzer of a shot and took it back to game six where I think they won in, in Chicago. So we sort of crossed in the in the hallway. And it was just sort of one of those, whoa. Like if I was on, you know, back at, if it was now, you'd be snapping away. Like yeah. social media. Between Two Beers. Listen on iHeartRadio or anywhere you get your podcasts. This is the Matt and Jerry Show podcast for Friday, the 11th of August, 2023. Welcome along. It's nice to have you with us. What's going on here? No, I just thought that I'd start like that for a change. No, you just can't. Just change it up. You can't. Why can't you? Well, shouldn't we save Why can't the, you? The, the intro and the drum roll and the... Da, 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 da. We've got Robin Malcolm coming up. For when she comes on. Yeah. She, we need to present her with all those kind of production elements. Okay. Worked so hard this is on. just a little look behind the Iron Curtain. Is okay. that what it's called? Yep. Or the glass ceiling. I can't remember yep. what we are. Got the, actress Robin Malcolm on the show. Okay, so we're just going to bring her in. Yeah, we're going to bring her in. Okay, let's bring her in. Is she coming in on the phones? Yeah, we're yeah. give her a call. Would it kill just... us to Zoom call her? No. Oh, for her to come in? No, just Technical call problems today. Just going to fang yeah. a call through yeah. to her yeah. cell phone? Yeah. Okay. We're having some issues. Yeah, Seems okay. a little bit unprofessional, but I'm not one to make slide, side, slide, snide remarks. You seem a little bit unprofessional. <laughs> yeah. Before we talk to Robin Malcolm, <laughs> did you know oh God. Robin Malcolm was born in Ashburton? That was my only question I had. <laughs> yeah, that's okay, we but born? we haven't, we're not talking I was going to say- Pop quiz hot shot. Were you born in Ashburton? <laughs> well, okay. Well, she's going to know where she's born. I don't think you should talk to our guests like that. I feel like that's quite an aggressive way to go. Pop quiz hot shot <laughs> <laughs> to a, an established actress. Anyway, shall I give her a call? Is she living in Ashburton still? Or would it- I think she's in Kaitaia. Is she? Currently, yeah. Are they- Damn it. I was going to talk to her about whore frosts, but they don't have a whore frost. Well, we're talking about there. the TV show Far North. So she, is, they, is she living up there? Or is she I believe so, there? yeah. Oh, that's oh, convenient I'm... for the shooting of the show. Should we just ring her? Okay, we can no, ask all these questions. Stop the, <laughs> spot the, stop the speculation. Okay. Let's, all right. just... Let's do it. All right. All right. 90% of parenting is just thinking about when you can have a break. <sighs> and when you do take a break, enjoy the Parenting Hangover podcast. They go together like a tutu and jandals. We've said from the get-go, we ain't parenting experts. No. But it's cool to hear, what is your neighbour doing? What do they say? A problem shared is a problem halved. Oh, that's good. Not that my children are problems, or a, but I feel better talking about it. The Parenting Hangover with Clinton Jordan. New episodes every Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, yeah. That was loud. It's working. <laughs> they gave me a fright. <laughs> Hello. Hello, Robin. It's Matt and Jerry here from oh, the Matt and Jerry podcast. It's actually Tamar. I'm going to... Oh, hi, Tamar. To Rob, though. Give me three seconds. Good okay. on you, Tamar. Thanks, thank you. Tamar. You take as many seconds as you need. One. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Two. <laughs> it actually might take me more than three, yeah. to be fair. Oh, I'm... okay. <laughs> no problem. No problems at all. Oh. Excuse me. <laughs> Mesh. How are your manners? Hello, you two. How are you? Good. Very good, thanks. We're on here. We're, we're recording already. We're going straight in with the recording. I hope that's okay. Okay. Yeah, no, totally fine. Yeah. Uh, what we're going to do here, Robin, is really embarrassing. So just 
Maybe just, I don't know, put your fingers in your ears or something for this little bit, but it's something we have to do this bit. We've got this humiliating intro we do to our podcast, so, you know. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, just sort of preparing yeah, you yeah, for yeah, this. Yeah. And yeah, we might have to have a shower afterwards, <laughs> individually, obviously, but we might have to have a shower just to clean ourselves and cleanse the belly. Okay, let's Here, go. Let's Here we go. Okay, all right. Yeah. Get busy. Oh, yeah. The Platinum Series. Series of interviews. Our next guest on the Platinum Series, Series of Interviews, was born in Ashburton and attended Ashburton College <laughs> before graduating from Toy Fakati, the New Zealand Drama School. She became a household name to Kiwis for her role as Nurse Ellen Crozier on Shortland Street before six seasons as Cheryl West, the family matriarch in the legendary TV series Outrageous Fortune. The latest project is called Far North and sees her reunited with former Shortland Street star Tim Morrison. It's our great pleasure to welcome to the Platinum Series series of interviews, Robin Malcolm. Good morning, Robin. Good morning. I wish my name on Shortland Street had been had been Ellen Crozier, because that's far better, isn't it? And Crozier. Alan Crozier. <laughs> Crozier. You've really you've added a bit of flair to that, Jerry. Well, it's like Point Chevalier. I don't know why people call Point Chevalier. You know, Point Chevalier. It should be Point Chevalier. Isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it? Hasn't it legally changed its name to the Chevs? Oh, the anyway. she- <laughs> yeah. yeah. Where are you living at the moment, Robin? But uh, someone told me that you're up north. And, uh, no, I'm in. Um, well, I'm actually in a motel looking out over Ninety Mile Beach right at this moment. Oh. Um, I know. My God, it's um, such a magic spot up here. It's just brilliant. I mean, who who else goes to work by um, walking along the beach for, you know, two minutes? That's what we did when we shot this thing. Um, no, I live in Auckland. Oh, you live in Auckland? Ah, because yeah. this is really, this is a, a story, this this new this new series that you're shooting, um, yeah. is a story that's close to both Matt and my hearts. It's called Far North, and such an interesting we, story. We talked about the story so much at, at the time. and so it, Really? Yeah, it was such a big story. It, I mean, I, it's weird because I, I remember the only thing I remembered was that some locals found 500 kilo of meth buried in 90 Mile Beach. That was I, I didn't know much more than that. But our our writer director was the same as you. He became absolutely obsessed <laughs> by it. So he jumped in his car and he just drove into Ahipara and just asked around and. You know, and said, Where, where's, "Where's the couple? Where's the couple? Where's the couple?" And eventually found their house and knocked on their door, and they were pretty suspicious of him to begin with. <laughs> yeah. And he just said, "I really want to talk to you." And that was seven years ago, and he's become almost like their, their surrogate son. Um, and he just sat and researched it, and stayed up here and talked to everybody, and slowly because he knew there was more to it than what was being um, talked about in the media. 
Well, what I loved about the story when I first heard about it was that they've got this $100,000 boat, these people, and they don't know how to <laughs> sail it. The boats, and p- people up there know everything. They know their boats. They know what's going on. And when you see someone with a $100,000 boat and they can't launch it, pe- people people yeah, raise right. some eyebrows. They do. Well, that's right. Uh, uh, trying, trying to launch a $100,000 boat in um, white lace gloves. <laughs> They all have white <laughs> so, okay, Robin, for, for people who don't know about the story, can you can you just give a, a general overview of, of what happened? Well, basically, it, it, well, this, the, the show itself has kind of got three parts to it, and it's the story of these um, these five five women on a small boat from China who who came to New Zealand and their boat broke down out. Out at, out at sea and so they're sitting out there with 500 kilo of mesh half a billion dollars worth in this boat and then you've got these young fellows who come up from Auckland um, who are connected into a, a drug ring in Auckland which is connected into a drug ring in Australia which is connected to China and they came up they came up here they come up here to basically collect the drugs but because the boat out at Sea had broken down. They had to try and find a way to get out there. So they asked around up, up here and they found our couple, um, uh, Ed and Heather. And Ed and Heather are just these this lovely sort of local couple who, are, you know, don't think suspiciously of anybody, don't consider, you know, like they just think well of people and they were asked for help. And by these guys who said, we need to um, take our, our cousin's ashes and sprinkle them out at sea. So this two, uh, these two help them out, but then it becomes a sort of comedy of errors because they can't launch the boat. <laughs> then they have to borrow um, Heather and um, Ed's boat and they, they blow the engine on that thing. And it just goes on and on. And all through this time, you've got this couple who don't want to think badly of them and actually grow to really like them. And then just slowly over this four-day period, they go, oh, hold on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> There's something really insane about this. And they start talking to the police, and the police aren't taking them seriously for a while. Oh, no. And so when did the, uh, what is it, 500, how much How much, how much meth was, it was a huge sum of meth. 500 kilos. 500 kilos. Yeah. Oh, my God. Worth $150 million potentially. And so when did that, when was that discovered? Well, that that happened because they were meant to, they were meant to take half of it back in a camper van and they were meant to bury the other half. Right. And um, so the, uh, one half of it was buried on 90 Mile Beach, sort of up from Ahipara. And because this couple had been nagging the cops and the cops had not been taking them seriously, but they did have this number plate. And this one particular cop was just, dri- I think he was driving home, he was out on the beat or something, and, and this car drove past and he recognised the number plate. So it was quite by chance that they found it, and they wow. followed, and they found, and they found um, one half of of it, and then they got the other half. I like it. Was it. A huge haul, huge, huge, phenomenal haul. And another another detail that I really liked as I followed the story was the nicknames that came out in court, and I'm sure they appear in the show. They were, they were Marvel, Blaze, Thugger, Gravel, yes. and Tall Guy. <laughs> the nicknames they were yes. running by the code names. Their code names. You would love the book. So David White, who's just an insane, um, an insanely sort of passionate, busy, can't stop kind of human being. What, as soon as he'd finished 
you know, editing the show, he then wrote the book and the um, called Funnels, which was um, released yesterday. Oh wow! And and it's it's all the detail that he couldn't get into the show because he had two thousand twenty thousand. I can't remember, huge number, um, worth of court documents. Wow. And so all of that stuff is in this book, and it's a hugely entertaining read. So it's, And what he's saying is watch the TV series and then read the book because the book is full of all the detail that we couldn't get in the TV show. But oh, it yeah. kind of helps if you've seen the drama first, you know. This is so um, me. I'm, I'm definitely going to be doing that. This is going to be a – I can't wait to see this show, Robin, seriously. And Tim's, Tim Morrison's in it as well. Um, yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be huge. I'm assuming that it's not a it's a it's got to be a dark comedy. Is is that the vibe? Yeah. That's the vibe. So the serious thing is that you know this you know we've got a huge meth problem in New Zealand and blah 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 and this is a big coastline and of course they'll come in off here. But the rest of it, <clears throat> it's kind of an action comedy thriller and it and it does that really cool thing that we do in New Zealand where. You know, it doesn't really matter how dark you go, you can still make it funny. Yeah. And, um, you know, and I mean, David White's, um, his legacy, his film that he made a couple of years ago was a, a comedy about a serial killer. So he knows how to do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> and this one, this one's really funny. It's it's great. The, the four young fellas that we've got. I mean, if you if you say to four young actors um, and you've got a, a three metre surf, um, and you've got a $100,000 boat, and they've got to launch it, and they're in white lace gloves, and they basically run into the ocean and very dangerously try and deal with this really large, expensive boat. And can you also make it funny, please? And don't get out of the water until we yell cut. And these fellas would do it. They're hilarious. Wow. They're hilarious. Such a great place. I mean, the setting couldn't be better because it's incredibly dramatic. And there's something about that area, Ahipara, if you've ever visited it in the far north, it is a very unique spot. It's kind of off the grid. Oh, man, it's got a completely different vibe, I reckon, than anywhere else in New Zealand. I agree. I mean, I would, you know, you'd almost call it the wild north. And, yeah. and it's so different. Like, if you, you go up that east coast through Russell and all those posh places. Yeah. And they're one thing. They're, they're sort of their part. I'm sure they'll hate me saying it, but there are part, parts of that area that feel like suburbs of Auckland. Yeah. And then you then you cross the country, you know, which is an hour's drive, and you end up here, and it, it is completely different. You go down onto the beach, and all the locals are there, and then suddenly a herd of thirty wild horses all <laughs> all just trot past. And all the dogs are kind of running wild everywhere, and the, there's sort of mud eyes about, you know, every mile up the beach. And it's, it's, and, but the vibe here is, I mean, I, I, well, I went back to Auckland and immediately went on, um, trade me real estate and went, right, I'm selling, I'm leaving Auckland. I'm <laughs> it's a good sign. Oh, oh, just, I just love this spot. It's, and it's the way David's shot it, he's, he's made it. Um, I don't think everyone, anyone's ever seen it on film the way David shot it. It's so beautiful, and we just and we became like you know we became like the furniture, like you, you know that gorgeous sort of New Zealand thing of like oh yeah, there's a film crew, whatever. And um, so we were just down there on the beach, 
most of the time not really doing much. I'm sure when people walk past it, they're like, what the hell are they doing? They're just standing around. And there's some weird guy looking through a small glass thing up into the sky while everyone else sits around looking bored. And that's pretty much what we did for seven weeks. Well, that's pretty good to get six episodes done in, in, in seven weeks. Oh, well, no, that was just Tim and my story. Oh, okay. <laughs> of course. Oh, yeah. Then we, they went down to Napier and they yeah. shot the whole at sea bit for five weeks and then they went to South Auckland and they filmed. It was a 14-week shoot all up. Right, yeah, because yeah, it's, 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 it's a big series, yeah. six parts. So, Robin, who, yeah. who, who, who out of the story were you playing? Um, I was playing her, Heather. Oh, yeah. And... So, so Tim and I were pa- were playing the um, the married couple who ah, helped them out. Yeah, gotcha, okay. So, I mean, aside from anything else, the bromance that Tim develops between him and himself and um, and the tractor. <laughs> to watch, you could. I'm, I think he used to. He almost did a Viggo Mortensen and Lord of the Rings with it. I I, I swear he slept on it that night. <laughs> he, he he loved that old tractor so much, and we had the real guys. We had the the real couple with us, so we. We used their lives. We used their dogs. Their dogs became our acting dogs. We used their tractor. We used their boat. We used their ute. We used their house. We used everything. And they were with us every day going, um, no, it wasn't like that. It was like this. So they were off camera the whole time. And so they've, they've become really good friends of all of, all of us now because they're just such a gorgeous couple. I wonder if it was one of those. Was it, it was a Massey Ferguson tractor. It was a what? Was it a Massey Ferguson? The tractor. Um, oh, I see. You're asking the wrong person. <laughs> just oh, those. The, it was old and it was sort of brownish. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I just I love those. Surprised. I love those old Massey Fergusons that they have up there, and they just keep going forever and ever. There's so much credibility in having the oldest tractor that's still going, dragging your boat down the, down the beach. Oh, and and we he drove it up, and I think he just did it for fun. He drove it up Ninety Mile Beach for a, you know about 10k and then would turn around and come back down in fact that they did actually have to get the tractor and put it back into the working shed a few times because he would blow the axle on it <laughs> oh man i can i can just see tim cruising around on that how long did it take you when you heard about the project and you were offered the project how long did it take you to decide to do it about um 10 seconds oh wow <laughs> yeah. okay yeah 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 because I met, I met them actually when, because uh, th- I'd done this town, which was David's feature film, and we premiered that in um, somewhere in Auckland, and and I met the real Ed and Heather that night because David had already been talking to them, and he oh. brought them down, and he said to me, "You're about to meet a woman that I'd really love you to play." So I met her, and then and sort of connected the dots in terms of the story. And because I loved working with David so much, I just went, you know, and an opportunity to go and live in a little house and look at the sea for two months and walk to work along the beach. And then who who would say no to that? Yeah, so when you say David White, it's not David White, the former CEO of New Zealand Cricket, is it? No, it's not that man. (laughs) No. Okay, he doesn't doesn't moonlight as a TV director. I wouldn't like to work for New Zealand cricket as much as I appreciate cricket. No, <laughs> hey, well, they wouldn't want me either. You're not not expecting the call up. I'm still half expecting no, the call I'm up. Not. Yeah, please, David White of New Zealand cricket. Please don't call me. <laughs> well, Robin Malcolm, please thank. Because it'll just it'll be disappointing for you. <laughs>
Thank you so much for talking to us uh, today, Robin Malcolm. Far North, Monday, August 14th. That's this Monday, 8.30pm oh. on 3 and on 3 now. That's going to be... And I'm, I'm going to get the book as well, wait. that's for sure. I can't wait. Get the book. You'll I'll, love the book. I'll get the book. <clears throat> Thanks, Robin. Thanks for chatting to us. See Best you. of luck with everything. Thank you very much. See ya. Robin Malcolm, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> what a sophisticated interview we had there. That, uh, I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. That's a great story. That, that's the kind of stories that you want to be telling. Yeah. Like, a, that's that sounds a complete shamozzle. Yeah. I love a shamozzle that's turned in, that's a that's a drama, that's just a comedy. I mean, Fargo is one of my favourite films of all time. It's got slight Elaine Mafar, Dominic Perrier vibes to it, you know, the sinking of the Rainbow Warrior. And they basically would have gotten away with it if they didn't, if New Zealanders weren't just sort of nosy and knew everyone in the area. It wasn't you know, when, for those meddling kids. When they came in off the water, you know, like they've got these frog suits and they're too flash and they're too weird. And everyone's like, what are they, cray fishing? Or what, yeah. what are they doing? They're in the wrong place. It just, just having these French people trying to run this, <laughs> it was like they expected to have a lot of people around. They, they thought two things back then, I think, um, the French. They thought we were a complete banana republic where you could do whatever you want. And secondly, maybe we wouldn't be so nosy. Yeah. Oh, no, totally. And there's always that thing of like, you go to this little country and you think, I'll be able to hide in this little country or I'll go up north. Yeah. And I'll be able to hide. No, 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 You no, cannot no. hide. You can't hide. Hiding rurally is the hardest thing in the yeah. world because people are stoked and interested to see That's other people. Right. Totally. So they, they remember everything about you. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, bloody good. All right. I'm going to watch that. Was bloody that far to, north. Was that brought to us by Z Business Plus? I think it was. Hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. Managing fuel easy? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Far north, Monday, August 14th, 8.30pm on 3. 3 now, give them a taste of kiwi.